So I've been waiting a really long time for the perfect week to preach this sermon. And here it is. For 20 years of my life, I probably played more than 500 games of baseball. And in my life, I've watched a couple thousand more in person or on TV. Growing up, my family vacations were planned around when and where I was playing. There are two seats at Ranger Stadium in Arlington, literally, that have my family's name on them. And my first dance with my mother at my wedding was take me out to the ball game. <laughs> so in case you didn't realize it, baseball has been essential to my life and the life of my family. And with that, I've done plenty of thinking. There's books written about this, libraries of books, about the relationship between baseball and faith, the relationship between baseball and the Christian life. After all, baseball is defined by moments of wonder and amazement in the midst of nine ordinary innings. Kind of like today, white festival in the midst of ordinary time. Baseball has its hall of fame, its hall of saints, and today we recognize the Christian version. Baseball even has its own rituals. Play ball, the seventh inning stretch. So that sounds an awful lot like church to me. But I think much of baseball's attraction flows from its ability to stitch people together, to create communities, to foster bonds of lasting power. Baseball has this amazing ability to bring people together, parent and child, neighbor and friend, community and city. We've seen that firsthand these past couple of weeks, I think. The Astros gave this town the Astros gave this region, frankly, something to cheer about in the midst of disaster, something to rally around in the midst of rebuilding. Baseball has the power to unite us across differences that often used to divide. If you go to a baseball game, you don't know who you're sitting next to. Could be a Republican or a Democrat, could be a Christian or a Muslim or someone with no faith, but you're there for one common purpose. That sounds to me an awful lot like the Christian faith. Baseball has its stars, Jose Altuve, Justin Verlander, and other household names that everyone in the world, or at least everyone in our world, knows. We, the church, have our superstars, our capital S saints that we remember this day. We have books and books printed about them in the church. Lesser feasts and fasts, holy women, holy men, a great cloud of witnesses, countless books that talk about these household names. Mary, Peter, Paul, John. But the trick is, the secret is, that the Christian faith, just like baseball, is a team game.
The Astros also have Evan Gaddis and Lance McCullers and role players that you only know if you follow the team. The name Cecil Espy probably means nothing to anyone here, but he was a ranger in the 80s and I loved him. Baseball is a team sport. The Christian faith is a team sport. That's those folks over there on that wall. That's those names written down on that wall over there. Those are lowercase s saints that nobody knows their names except for us here. Those saints that only we remember with names like Harry and Mary Jane and Donna and Dale and countless others that we've written on that wall over there. The world may never know their impact. Likely the world will never know their impact. But we do. The world will never know the life of faith they lived and the lives they touched. But we do. In our first reading from Revelation, I was struck by the question that is asked. We've got this great scene in the throne room with an untold number, an uncountable number of people gathered around. One of the elders stands up and says, who are these? Who are these people? We don't know their names. And then in the gospel, Jesus, standing on a mountainside, begins to teach his disciples. And he looks out and sees a crowd again, an untold number of people. And he said, blessed are they. Blessed are those. Blessed are the ones. Blessed are all manner and sorts of people, but we don't know their names from the gospel. But God knows their names. Someone knew their names. Because the folks on this wall over here, the folks whose names only live on in our hearts, lived their life with such devotion to God and to their neighbor that we will never forget them, even though the next church over never knew they existed, most likely. We will never forget them. And we are called to live our life in the same way. Today, we continue to kick off our year of stewardship, our year of living generously. And the idea behind this year is to remind us that Christian, the Christian life is a team sport. We are called to share with one another those gifts that we've been given, those abilities we've been given, the time we've been given. It's about us being part of the team. We saw that these past couple of weeks too, I think. If people had a room to spare, they opened it up to a neighbor, maybe even to a stranger. If people had a boat, they drew, drove from around the country. They drove from Virginia to pull up into my driveway and get my family and I, because someone in Virginia had a boat. 
If people had time to spare, they went and mucked out houses, or they went and read stories to children, or they went and did laundry. And people generously gave millions and millions of dollars to do their part for the team, to do their part for the community. And I think our community, both geographically, Lakewood in this area, and St. Mary's, this community, we would be much better off if we continued to live our life in that way. So the verse we're using as the foundation for this year of living generously, it's on the cover of your servant's heart that you received when you came in, is 1 Peter 4.10. We'll hear a lot about this over the coming months. We'll study this in great detail. But it says this, Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. We've all received a gift of some kind. And over these next several weeks, we're going to start hearing some of the stories of these gifts and how people have shared them and how people have received them. Our hope is that these stories show us the power of this team, show us the power of this community, and how we are all called to serve one another with whatever gift we've received. So I'd like to invite Shirley Clay to come up.